Welcome to the Tune Into Yourself podcast. This is your host, Beverly Foster Hines. This program is for persons who want to make decisions which are in alignment with their true selves and which can take them to the next level. In episode 4, Rhea King Julian, co founding director of Sunbeam Foundation and Thrive, shares with us how a near death experience along with courage and faith, helped her chart a new way forward. Good morning, Ria. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks, Beverly. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Right. Very, very Glad for the opportunity. Glad for the opportunity. Great. All right. So we will jump right into it. You know, Ria, when you were growing up, you know, what was your dream job or career? Um, actually, Beverly, that was something that I could not remember offhand. So I went to my mom and I asked her, I was like, did I ever speak about, you know, wanting to be, you know, wanting to be something? And she's like, you know, now that you mention it, you never did, right? Okay. I think it. I was more of a, more of a feeling child. So it was always more of a, what did I feel like doing? at a particular time and of course you know feelings change right so um there was no real destination that's okay you know wanting to be an accountant or a doctor or a lawyer it was never anything like that it was more like what did I feel like doing at a particular point in time okay and yeah. and, and and generally I mean that's an interesting perspective in terms of your feeling you know what did you what did you enjoy doing as a child what sort of things did you like to do um, how, how how young are you want you want me to go right now? Because <laughs> the thing is, is that what I remember most about childhood is the times that I felt like if I was happy okay. or having mm-hmm. fun, right. right? Um, so I love being out in nature. Um, I love eating mud pies. You know, that, that's okay. going that's going way young. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. but you know, I do remember there being that wanting to help the planet save the planet but i think that was more based on the cartoons i used to watch which you right. know, had that influence of um captain planet back in the day okay mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. there was that it, it almost felt like if there was like a calling to do something like that um because you know certain things resonate with you and stay with you as you get older right so i believe that that particular um cartoon really sort of influenced um that aspect but i can't tell you that I wanted to be an environmentalist. Or uh, yes, yeah. that. It's just mm-hmm. that I, I really liked, you know, it's like more like cartoons help shape a lot of, you know, the direction going forward, which is strange, but mm-hmm. no, it's what it is. What it, is. <laughs> it, is what it is. It is what you're exposed to. It is what it is. Yeah. And yeah. and currently, Ria, um, you are the founding director of of two organizations, a nonprofit Sunbeam Foundation and um the for profit arm as you call it thrive um right. tell me a little bit about some key highlights in your journey to to mm-hmm. reaching to reaching this these you know to forming these two organizations you know how did you reach here <laughs> <laughs> well that journey as you know it mm-hmm. was it actually came from a seed of frustration mm. frustration that i could not express myself freely when I say express myself who Rhea wanted to be um Rhea's 
purpose that it wasn't really a, okay i want to be an environmentalist or something it was just something that was more from the heart like okay. what sort of mark what do i want to be remembered for mm-hmm. right and i felt where i was in life which was literally just about four or five years ago was not true to who i felt i was on the inside right so instead of staying in that sort of cognitive dissonance that was not aligned with my spirit mm-hmm. i said you know what let's just give it up and start over so it was almost like it was a house i had built up around myself for 35 years realizing at that point that i was not i don't want to use the word happy because happy is something that you can choose to feel at any point in time but mm-hmm. i didn't feel like if my purpose or my alignment was there so how i felt on the inside was not what i was manifesting on the outside at all mm-hmm. so you know i it was more from place of courage and a hell of a lot of faith that um that i burnt my house down literally well nice. metaphorically not yes. literally metaphorically, yeah, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. metaphorically burned the house down that i had built around myself for 35 years hmm. and i started over Right, but the good thing about it is that I had the tools. The universe gave me certain tools that I now carried with me into this next stage of life. So I almost call it like a rebirth of uh, who we are. You know, who the the you know who we is really now is what she was feeling on the inside all the time, but didn't have that courage to really express okay. because the world constantly says, "This is who you should be. These are the categories we have. Pick one." Right, mm-hmm. you know, you have you have a vagina when you're born. You're automatically a girl, and this is what you should like, and this is what mm-hmm. you should do, and how you should act. Mm-hmm. And you know, we spend our entire lives justifying an identity that is not our own. So you know, it's it's no doubt that we build these structures around ourselves and wake up one day like yo, but this is not what I want, right? Some people wake up at different ages, like. 50 some people mm. call it a midlife crisis um <laughs> some people wake up early and say you know they but they find themselves the mortgage with two children and a husband and they can't so they're more or less trapped in the life right. that they create i was you know i was grateful to be at a point where i was not fully cemented in that life so i was i could i cut up with myself but it's is 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 a very very difficult experience for a lot of people if you if you, you know if you choose to go there because of the responsibilities a lot of people stay unhappy or stay in their old houses because uh, because they're literally tied to them all right but you listening to you i mean i don't know if you're familiar with the work of whitney johnson um disrupt yourself mm-hmm. and um and you disrupted yourself definitely um from the path that um that you were on um and sometimes when you're really tuned into yourself that's what happens you disrupt what is what is going on yeah. you know um and it takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. it takes a lot of yeah, courage it, to do that but i would also say that it took um and i'm not sure if you're aware of it Beverly it took mm-hmm. an near death experience as well no. because my, mm-hmm. my my choices led me to the hospital to do surgery so at ah. 35 or maybe it was 34 35 that was my wake up call that was a true catalyst yes it was frustration but it was frustration that led me to that cognitive dissonance that dissonance that 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 sort of fight between certain between spirits and 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 what you mm-hmm. see here right. right that created 
physical illness and it does you know when your mental does not agree with what you're doing or your heart mm. doesn't agree with what you're doing you develop illness yeah. right and it was an illness that literally took me to a place of uh, aloneness um mm. it took me straight down i would say on my knees maybe on my back <laughs> right okay and um you know the thing is that at that point i i would say i made a covenant with god right and i oh. said you know because a lot of people didn't even know what you know i spent a year more or less suffering from this illness that had me in the hospital in and out running okay um, mm-hmm. and nobody could tell what it was right all right so in the end i made a covenant and i said hey what lord if you well i said god at that point god if mm-hmm. you are able to save me from this i will now devote a life to you right it is not christian it's not muslim it's not hindu it was just an uh, mm-hmm. a, a prayer a, a cry out of a, a very very sincere place mm-hmm. that you know i wanted to do better and and just be better right so you know at that point you know my, my prayer was answered um a doctor was able to identify what it was i i had to do surgery for it unfortunately but you right. know it is what it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. but a lot of people would see that time in my life as one of the worst times but i saw it as a time that really help me align and uh, you know the thing is, is that it takes you know uh, it, you know people talk about changing but it sometimes mm-hmm. it takes that near death to really say well you is this what you want right and i said you know what it wasn't so i needed our help i needed our divine guidance at that point right. and i said you know what let's 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 do it if you allow me to to to, to live again you know let's let's let's, let's change it up but okay. when mm-hmm. you know, when i came out of that experience so you know i had my healing you know the physical mm-hmm. healing time right um i i'm a bit of an extremist in the sense so literally if i was going left before i wanted to go right maybe i didn't need a 180 but i was willing to do the 180 so that's why i tell you i dropped everything right it may not have required me dropping everything but i was like you know what let's drop everything and see what i pick back up okay right? And what did what did you pick back up? I picked back up my willingness to teach and be of service to people, right? But on my terms, not on the terms of an employer, but on and that's why it that, that that's why there was a catalyst to form a mm-hmm. company that I could truly express um who Rhea was, which is what the Sunbeam so the Sunbeam Foundation came first. But then, you know, there was this okay you still have to live in a world that still barters using money mm-hmm. right a lot of it still barters using money so you still have to have a for profit side of yourself so that's when i formed the the other company all right and can you just um tell us briefly because a lot of people might be aware of mm-hmm. what what sunbeam does and what right. thrive does yes right so what sunbeam does sunbeam is uh, sunbeam empowers people because a lot of times uh, people are afraid of the unknown well most times or if not all times yeah uh, afraid of the unknown um how do i survive outside of my eight to four because a lot of people make that choice because they want to buy for mm-hmm. the you know of this program that they cannot live outside of it but is 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 possible you just have to develop the skills so what sunbeam offers is uh, skills in order to thrive not just survive but thrive 
outside of this program, this very rigid program that, you know, I need to work for someone else in order to live. Right. Or I need to have X, Y, and Z, anything X, Y, and Z in order to know that it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's something we tell ourselves and it's something that manifests because we tell ourselves or because other people tell us. Right. Right. Um, but it's not true. But the thing mm-hmm. is to make that step because I literally jumped up the ledge. I know how hard it is. Right. I know how hard it is for people to really let go of a of a permanent, um, stable salary in order to really make something of themselves, you know, something that they are happier with, something they're more content with. I know how difficult that is. And I know there are not a lot of supporting agencies that help. Right. So Sunbeam really positioned itself as a bridge between that um that okay, you know, that need for wanting to find a way to being able to thrive anyway. So we're in between there. Okay. Right? And, and what what are these skills? What are these skills that you help people with? Right. Well, the thing is that one of the basic skills is food production, right. meaning okay. that okay, a lot of times, let's say for instance, and this is just a example. I would mm. use a hypothetical example. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people truly want to wear masks? How many just do it because they cannot get into Massey? or they can't get into any other um, establishment unless they wear one, right? Mm-hmm. How many people think that, you know, there's some sort of cognitive dissonance between, um, you know, they're not forcing themselves to put on a mask because they can't get food anywhere else, right? right? But if you had food in your backyard, then would you put on a mask and go to mass? You know, you wouldn't, mm-hmm. right? So do you think it's something as simple as that? Um, living true to yourself, whatever that may be. I know there's some people who, you know, they put on a mask because they they, they think it's effective and that's fine. But mm-hmm. there's some people who don't think the mask, mask is effective, but they put it on anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Because they need to source certain things from the system, right? Right. But if you have the skill set to grow your own food, then, or, or had your own company and was able to market yourself from home, for, for example, Right. then you wouldn't make certain decisions that, that are being forced upon you, right? right? And the thing is, true freedom is being able to be, right? Mm-hmm. That constant state of being who you are, that, you know, true to yourself. So if mm-hmm. you're not making decisions based on what other people are saying, then you're not free, right? right. Mentally, you're not free. Emotionally, you're not mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Some people physically are still not free. So, you know, to really be true to oneself, one must be free and in you know to be free one must be self-sustaining right so you're helping people be self-sustaining by showing them skills with um growing their own food that is definitely the first step because if you have Mm -hmm. your own food right then you you fall prey less to these sorts of capturing um programs of you know, vaccinations and, you know, let's say, for instance, you had, you know, some stores say, okay, you can't come in if you're not vaccinated, but you don't believe in vaccinations. Then what you're mm-hmm. going to do, right? <laughs> so the thing is, is that we literally empower people to live their true self, whatever that yeah. may be. Whatever right? that may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the thing is, is that not only, we don't only do food production, but we have an arm that does holistic healing. Um, uh-huh. We have an arm that, um, that does art therapy. So the thing is, is that, there are a lot of ways of expressing self that does not necessarily make you money. Right. But that's okay too. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, the program is, uh, well, I want to be a dancer, but that's not going to make me any money. So let's, 
you know, let's, you know, study for 23 years to become an accountant that I'm not, I don't even want to do. <laughs> right. But, you know, because I was told dancing doesn't make me money when I'm five years old, mm-hmm. um, that program stays with me. And now I don't think I can express myself through dance. But you end up living a life that is untrue. Uh, not so no wonder you're unhappy at 40 and 50 and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not in alignment, basically. Exactly. You know, you're not in alignment. You're living by someone else's agenda. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that a lot of people do it unconsciously. Of course. Because we're programmed at such an early age, mm-hmm. right, to um, not be creative. Like, I would tell you, and this is not knocking the education system because they're doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. But from the get-go, you're taught what the answer is, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times our education system is based on something that has been told to you. And if you don't write back that answer, when it comes to assessment time, you get it wrong, right? There's yeah. no, yeah, you're not, you're not free to think. So then why would you come out after 20 years of schooling to be a thinking individual, right? I, to feel like if there's something more. I, I hear you. I hear you. I, that it reminds me of a brief story with a niece of mine when she was doing SEA. And she's a very creative child. So she they gave you this picture. Mm-hmm. And in the picture, there was a vagrant um, lying down on the pavement. And there was litter all around. Mm-hmm. And they asked her to write a story. And to me, if you ask a child to write a story, whatever story the child writes is correct. Exactly. But but she wrote a story, and in her story, she found the environment was dirty. She couldn't understand why the man was lying down on the ground. And right. she found that you could give the man a job so he could clean the place up, right? And, exactly. and everything would look nice. Mm-hmm. And the teacher gave her zero. Because right. The teacher said, the person is a vagrant, they're homeless, so you need to feed the person. You know, and, and, and I was like appalled because I was like, you cannot give me a pitya and tell me to write a story. And then you come right. to tell me what the story is that I should write. Exactly. That yeah, is, I agree. That, that is, that is scary, but that is, yeah. that is what we have to deal and, with. And what, and what, conf- you know, what confounds the problem even more is that we come out, let's say 25, you know, 25 years old, you know, after doing primary, secondary and tertiary schooling, not you know, not being taught to think or being like literally the thinking process ground out of us, right? Mm-hmm. And then now go out into the working world and be tasked to problem solve, right? <laughs> and then on top of that, um, not being, t- of course you can't do it. So the thing is they bring in, you bring in consultants from mm-hmm. abroad, right? Where the thing is, you know, we spend so much money on our graduate programs to have, you know, these scholarships, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing is, at any day, you know, you end up bringing in consultants to do the jobs that people can do here if they were allowed that thinking process, right? So it's almost like we're spinning top and mud, you yeah, know? But uh, hopefully, hopefully we would, you know, spin and spin, but we'll somehow develop a tangent somehow. <laughs> That's my hope and prayer, the eternal optimist, and get, and get off of that spinning, topping mud. Now, you've you've made you've mentioned already like some major issues that that you you had, and I'm glad that you overcame them in terms of you know the health issues, etc. To, right. to be with us today and to be with your family and 
uh, to have your newborn daughter, you know, that's that's great because I'm sure if you look back then and look forward now, you know, that was not probably Gosh. thought, you know, that, that that would happen. Now, in terms of your journey so far, um, and you also mentioned Thrive, just before we, we get on that, what does Thrive do? Thrive. Yeah. Well, Thrive assists Sunbeam in the manifestation of the thoughts. So let's say, for instance, one of the ways to become more self-sustaining, self-sustaining mm-hmm. is to have your own grow box. You're familiar with grow boxes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, right. So the thing is, uh, Thrive, not Thrive, Sunbeam would offer the course, right? So let's come and learn how to do it, right? But to do the practical aspect, because it's not just about knowing how to do something, mm-hmm. especially when you're trying to be self-sustaining, you have to be able to do it yourself. Do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Thrive now comes in with that option to do practical, technical vocational training. So they, uh, it's, it's a bunch of, you know, contractors, people who are very versed in how to build, right? So how to take thoughts and ideas into physical manifestation. So right. be it a greenhouse, be it a grow box, be it a hydroponic system, an aquaponic system. Our funding right now is from um, a UN grant. So mm-hmm. it is food production right now. But as I mentioned before, it's not just food production. Right. right? It's whatever it takes to make people feel more at ease to be themselves. Right. right. So let's say, for mm-hmm. instance, you um, can't afford... You want to build a house, but you can't afford concrete blocks because that means you're going to have to be in a job, making money Mm -hmm. and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can use bamboo. You know, there are other things that you can use to build a house. Um, There are other ways that you can create a life rather than, you know, thinking that you have to work an eight to four. And that's Mm -hmm. what we do. We We help you troubleshoot and find ways to really bring those ideas into manifestation. Okay, I hear you. And that's great because, you know, creativity is critical. Creativity, innovation, um, and we can do it. We, we see it every, every year at carnival time, a lot of creativity, uh, yeah. at least in still, I would want to see in the king and queen aspect of carnival. And even, even in some of the, um, even in some of the, the other, so we still have, we have that creativity within us, you know, um, yeah you know, the steel pan and all these things. Um, what would you say, let's go back again, what what would you say two strengths that would have helped you so far on your journey to where to where you are? I would say courage, right? You cannot, it's almost like not to get all Christian on you, um, mm-hmm. but it's almost a case, you know, I always tell the story of uh, Peter in the boat, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus being out in the water, right? And Peter asking Jesus, can I come? Right? And Jesus was like, sure, you know, no problem. Um, to me, the boat represents all that stuff we build around ourselves that make us comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like an illusion of comfort, right? right? Right, And when we step out of that boat, and that step is the biggest step you'll ever take in your life, to be able to walk on water mm. and really reach Jesus, right? is one heck of a journey, but it requires that initial courage to step away from that which you know and to really walk, you know, to walk on water. And, you know, it's almost like a case where if you look down, you end up in the deep, you end up sinking if you look down, right? right. But to, keep, to be able to keep focused on 
what it is you want, but still enjoy how you know the path to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you think it's wrong, even if you think you go down the you know the wrong path or you think you wasted time, no, it's all part of the process. Mm-hmm. So not just the courage to step off the boat, but also that faith. Right and trust that regardless of what happens, you are okay. Right. Regardless, right. Regardless of whether you end up in surgery on a table, praying for their life, mm-hmm. um, it's still okay because that was literally what helped me reach here. I was too comfortable in mm-hmm. the life, and that that illusion of comfort was in dissonance with my spirit. Right. right. So there's no mm-hmm. true comfort if you're not aligned. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you that then the very few facts in this world that is that yeah. <laughs> very, very few. Yeah, um, that is yeah. A, yeah, it's a fact. And the thing is, all these physical manifestations of this ease that we have, right? The cancers, right? The diabetes, all these things are people just not being aligned. Right? Because I'm also a Reiki practitioner. I'm not sure if you know that. Uh, no, no, I um, didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of the clients that I've seen, it's literally a case. Um, where the spirit is, is, is crying out, right? Mm-hmm. And it does so through telling you, yo, here's that headache, right? You, you know, you're not supposed to be thinking so much, right? But mm-hmm. what people do, they pop pills and they yeah. get along with their day, right? Yeah. And then you, when you wake up one day with a major issue uh, mentally, uh, you wonder how you reach there. But it's because you weren't dealing with it, right? Maybe your spirit was asking you to rest. Maybe a spirit was asking you to be patient, right? Mm. But we're forced into this sort of eight to four um, sort of cubbyhole. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the program. A lot of people still run, but some people choose to break free and uh, not sure what to do next. Yeah. So that's where Sunbeam comes Sunbeam. in and offers. Because the thing is, is that what, what, what Sunbeam thrives on is the fact that the people who are part of Sunbeam have made that step off the boat. I, right. I speak as one of them. Right. They, they, and it, we know what it takes. We know the courage it takes. And you can't do it before your time. But we are here to say, mm. yo, you can do it. And this is what life can be for you. I hear you. I hear you. And, and really, it's an inspiring story because a lot of people, if it is you have to take, if you have to take tranquilizers to go to work, um, if you have to numb yourself, um, because I, I remember personally a, a job I had and, um, I went to my doctor and he said to me, you know, um, he hand handed me these, I guess it must've been anti-anxiety pills or something like that. Right. And when I did my research, I found these things were addictive. So I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, if I have to drug myself to go to work, guess what? Quit the job. And yeah. I quit the job. You know, yeah. um, and really and truly people, people need to give themselves permission. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's very, it's very, very difficult. You might not have the support system that allows you to do that. But even, even in terms of maybe participating in the courses and the, what you offer to come up with a side hustle. So that could help you to make the transition. Exactly. Um, you know, you have to think about certain things in, in different ways then. Yeah. You know, like how everybody's selling fruit now. I saw the mm-hmm. bar, the bar down the corner now selling um, fruit. I was like, okay, that's right. interesting. He started like about a week ago. The guy washing my car selling fruit now too. So everybody right. all of a sudden discovered the fruits. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, in order to supplement and to try to survive in these times. Right. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and the thing is too, is that you were taking the anti-anxiety before work, but some people take it after work in the form of things like alcohol. Right. Or whatever they choose to unwind with. Right. right? Not all of, you know, not all of these things are quote unquote legal. Right. Correct. But it's what people use to, you know, to buffer that dissonance that they feel within that, you know, the choices that they're making is not aligned to divine, mm. but they program themselves to believe this is what I need in order to survive with courage and a little bit of faith. You really can move mountains. You can move mountains. I yeah. like that. With courage and a little bit of faith, you can move mountains. Now, Ria, you would have made many decisions and you continue to make decisions in your life. Uh, as you move forward and it's a journey and you know sure. we, you always say enjoy the journey right mm-hmm. but when you are making these important decisions you know how do you tune into yourself so that you know that you are making the right decision I mean you mentioned a lot about alignment etc you know and you know the head heart gut those that threesome I mean how yeah. do you how do you make your decisions how do you oh, tune into you? Uh, the, you know, there's there's so many ways I could answer this question. <laughs> um, I would tell you I'll answer it in the truest way because that is that is where I'm at. Um, I've always been a dreamer, right? And um, well, I'm actually a third generation dreamer, so my mom and my grandmother were dreamers as well. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a certain level of uh, mental, emotional, and even physical preparation. It it, it takes you know, those three in alignment in order for you to be able to get so quote-unquote messages, right? Mm -hmm. So a clean diet. And when I say clean diet, I don't mean Subway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No offense, Subway. I'm not knocking you. Um, But things like eating clean, like the Mm -hmm. fruits, the nuts, the vegetables, right? Um, Water, right? So literally, when I came out of my my medical situation, I had to eat better, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the first step, right? right? And I realized that I was beginning to get, because my prayer was God guide me, right? That was literally a, a daily prayer. You know, when he says to pray unceasingly, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is what I was doing. I was like, God, this is where I'm at. I've now given my life over to a higher purpose. Guide me, right? And I realized that God was using my dreams uh, to give me guidance, right? Uh, okay. So literally, mm-hmm. so literally one day I, w- I went to bed and I had literally really, really prayed. I cried that night because I'm like, I feel so lost, you know, like how, you know, how could I reach this far, right? In terms of, you know, destroying my old house. And I feel so lost now. I feel like if I'm in the deep and I feel like if I'm sinking, so I need it some sort of guidance right and i remember going to bed that night and i w- i woke up that next day with a song in my head okay jesus wants me for a sunbeam right okay. that's it and i literally wrote that word down on a piece of paper and i'm mm-hmm. like okay what what does this mean you know i i, I know the song i you know because mm-hmm. god speaks to you in ways that you understand right, right? um so i wrote down the, the word sunbeam and i'm like okay well what next and, you know, I just felt it in my spirit to just go get my computer. And I started typing, mm-hmm. right? And Beverly, I kid you not, right? By the end of two hours, I had a six-page proposal 
on what the Sunbeam Foundation would look like. Okay. I I kid you not. Right. And I'm like, okay, so let's do this. Mm. And literally, it has been a case where I have surrendered to, when, when I say surrendered, I have surrendered my physical state to that divine sort of guidance. And to right. really do that, I, whilst I was doing that, I was also doing yoga. Okay. I, I know there's a lot of stigma surrounding yoga, especially with the religious organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yoga, it was actually Kometic yoga, um, which is an Egyptian form of yoga. That okay. really helped, it helped me clear my mind to allow mm. my heart to speak. That's, 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 that's the best way to, to put it. Okay. Because the monkey mind is where it has the programs. It tells you, you can't do this, or this is how it should be, and this is how things were always done. That's what, that's what hair is. Right. But you see your heart, even though we have lots of 1980s songs telling you your heart leads you in the wrong places. Um, <laughs> No, your heart knows exactly exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly what you need to live your truest self. It's the mind that really corrupts it, personally. Right. So I think that was one of your questions lower down. Yes. Um, which, which one I listened to, I would tell you, your heart is key to right. really hear that divine sort of guidance. Right, your heart is key. And I think, I think being able to even, to be able to listen, to be quiet enough to listen, you yeah. know, um, the, world, the world is full of so many distractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lots but of yeah, distractions. Literally, I would tell you, and it's, it's not meditation is not sitting down in one spot and chanting. Oh, it's not. Mm-hmm. It is uh, you living in the present at any point in time. Because at any day, a lot of people say, you know, like for instance, a tree knows how it's how you know a, a tree knows um, what it takes to be a tree. Right. Right. Um, or something else. Uh, a dog. A, rhino, a rhinoceros. Yeah. Dogs are domesticated. Uh, a rhinoceros <laughs> knows uh, how to be a rhinoceros. Plant right. animals do not need to be told, told who they yeah. are. Humans right. are the only ones that are told how to express being human. But at any day, we are told in the word human being. It is mm-hmm. a hue of man living in a present continuous sense of being, of, of just being. Like, who said to be or not to be that mm. was as close to the answer as we can get mm. right you know a lot of times people are being told who to be right? right when at the end of the day they just need to be a hue of man um i think it was desmond tutu that called us the rainbow people right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day we are many hues trying to live together sometimes we create harmoniously Mm-hmm. sometimes we create disharmoniously but at the end of the day we are ready who we need to be um for instance it will tell you you need to become something in order to have value mm-hmm. that's not true that is definitely not true but if you believe so or you think so you know as i think i am i think somebody yes as i think i am mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so at any day if i now think that i need to become something in order to have value then by extension, I'm constantly working towards something. Um, mm-hmm. That is not true. So how can you really live a true life if the, even the, the, the thought process that you're running is actually untrue, right? Yeah. You're already enough. You are already enough. You are even enough. The, yeah, even if the world tells you you need to become something in order to be enough for 
And that's, you know, business. That That's just really how the world is run. The world is run on making people feel badly about themselves. That is so true. Yeah, it's, it's a business. That, that is true. If I make um, you feel really bad about yourself, <laughs> I'm going to get money from you. <laughs> yeah, and, and, it, and it forces us to also have a, um, a scarcity mentality that there's not enough. You know? Exactly. This constant mm-hmm. search for abundance keeps us in luck. But even God said... Um, Look how much I provide for the birds of the air. You are my children. Why would I not provide for you? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that it's constantly told, even in the Bible. I'm not Christian, but mm-hmm. Christian is my foundation. So that's why I give you so many and examples that's, from there. And, and that's right? fine. Right. That's fine. So like, mm-hmm. For instance, when the, when, the, when the disciples were in the boat, and you know they were wondering what they were going to eat, and they woke up Jesus and was like, you know, how are we going to survive? Jesus just had performed the miracle um, with the, I think the, it was the loaves of bread and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? And mm-hmm. they, they end up not taking any onto the boat. Jesus was like, but didn't you just see what I did? Why would you <laughs> now, why would you now question? question. And we constantly question um, our faith. You know, we constantly ask God, you know, help me or guide me and then try to guide ourselves. But at any day, we have already asked. We now just have to be still, be still. and know be still. that it will happen. Yeah. Right? And it's that trust that we need on that journey that a lot of people... It's yeah. true. We, yeah. I mean, I, I know, obviously, you know, you know, I'm guilty of, you know, giving God a problem and then taking it back from him because I find that he's taking too long. How dare I, you know? I mean, how, you know? And it's like, I'm like, God must say, Beverly, you are such a comedian because, you know, that cannot work. You cannot sure. give it to me and then take it back and then you want to know, well, why didn't it happen? And then, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. You yeah. know, that's that's just not how it works. Yeah. You know? No, like, I remember, and this was actually one of the, the, the funniest, the funniest prayers. Like, um, I would say from maybe... November, December last year, I started to really actively pray to conceive, right? Mm-hmm. And I keep on praying this prayer, praying, praying, praying this prayer. And I'm sure they were laughing at me because uh, I was already pregnant. Okay. <laughs> right, so it's, it's almost like, you know, we sit on me and I, I would actually not blame, but um, the religious organizations really teach you in, to pray in a particular way. They mm-hmm. never teach you how to listen for the answer. Mm-hmm. They never actually tell you that part. So you constantly say the same prayer every night, but God already gave you the answer. He may have given you the answer in, the, in, the, in, the, in your child yes. or in your husband or, if, or mm-hmm. the person on the road. But because we're all always caught up in the past or the, or the future, we never take the time to actually be present and listen the to present, the answer. Yeah. Yeah, and the precious present, the precious, sure. the precious yeah. present. Yeah. We For need, sure. we need to live right here and now. You know, we need to live right here now. Now, Ria, I mean, I know you are. I, I consider you a young person yourself. <laughs> well, but, thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what advice would you give to you know a young person today? Somebody coming up, they're unsure what part to follow. You know, they just they're looking around. COVID has put many people in a tailspin, you know, people are so worried about so many things. How, what advice would you give that young person? Um, Well, I would tell you everybody's journey is different. eh? Uh, What worked for me may not work for someone else, but there are certain keys that hold true, Mm -hmm. right? 
your heart, right, as cliche as it sounds, your heart is the key. And not just any heart, it's a contrite heart, a heart that is humbled, um, a heart that is willing to heal, right? Because we all come in with programming, we all come in with hurts. Um, is to work through that and literally see our experiences not as something good or bad, right? But just to see it as something to assist us on mm. our journey. Because a lot of times we use these colors to paint experiences as good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. But literally, God is sending you what you need to grow, right? And if we always see that as such, then what is good or bad? You follow? For instance, yes. mm-hmm. you have a meeting at 10 o'clock and 9.30, you get a flat tire, mm-hmm. right? You may see that as the worst thing in the world, but guess what? Let's say, for instance, somebody who had to be at that meeting in order to help you get that job, for instance, right? Right. They were running late as well. And if you had gone early, you would not have gotten it because they would not have been a part of the meeting to be able to say what they needed to say when adjudication happened. So right. the thing is, is that, we never know, like we may not in our physical self know the grand plan or the master plan for, for your evolution of soul. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there is a divine power that you can tap into if you just be still. Hmm. And it is in that, you know, it is in that, um, that trust and that faith, right, that you will get your, you know, that alignment. But it's yeah. about, you know, the things we constantly taught to, ju- to, taught to judge, especially ourselves, right? You know, even the Bible, it says, you know, judge not. Judge right? not. You think mm-hmm. we have been given all the tools. It's just a matter of uh, utilizing them with wisdom. You know, Solomon mm-hmm. was one of the wisest people because he really knew um, the, the trick that was just to ask for wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom allows you to access all of the other. All of the all other the, things. All, yeah. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, judge not. You know, the thing is, a lot of people will judge your journey, but personally, is you walk in a path that just being, you just have to be true to you, whatever that looks like, even if it's becoming a dancer, not becoming, but being a dancer and expressing yourself through, through dance, through art, mm-hmm. and not judging yourself, thinking that you may not get money for it or whatever. God takes care of His own. And her right? Mm -hmm. So it's about having that faith, that trust, that courage to live your truest self, regardless of what people tell you. Because people people will do it. They're a test. (laughs) But it's about you being true because, you know, I wouldn't tell you it's an easy journey, but it's definitely a worthwhile one. No, it's not. It's not. It's not an easy journey at all. But as you say, it's, it's a worthwhile one. And at the end of the day, you know, you have to, you have to make a peace with yourself and with your God. And that is whoever you define who or him to be, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that's critical. You know, you have to answer. Nobody else has to answer. You are the no. one that has to answer, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Any any final things you'd like to say, Ria? Any? Hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think we touched on so and so many, um, so many different, so many different things. Um, what I would, would I, I probably may leave you with uh, um, the triggers, right? Something that triggers you. 
a lot of times people shy away from that because people in general try to shy away from things that bring them pain. Those are your best teachers in life. The ones that really show you where your healing needs to be. So start mm. there, right? Where, you know, assess your triggers because that's where you would find your growth. And, and, and don't, be afraid, you know, don't be afraid to burn down your house. <laughs> yeah. And and just so that person, when you say triggers, you know, some people mightn't understand what you're saying. Uh-huh. Just, just to clarify that a little bit, you know, give an example of a trigger, um, possible trigger. An example of a trigger would, like, for me, a personal trigger was uh, being told uh, I wasn't good enough, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is that that created a dissonance within me because you it was basically showing me something I thought about myself. And that's mm-hmm. why I got angry when people constantly said it, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're too young, you know, how you, you know, how, uh, you're too young or uh, you don't have enough or whatever mm-hmm. uh, to make these decisions or to be a certain place in life or whatever. But yeah, so that was a constant trigger for me. People telling me that I wasn't enough. And the thing is, because I didn't feel I was enough, that is why I took so much, uh, you know, there was so much anger towards those people who, who, who did those things and made me feel that way, right? So it was about me not going into a quiet space to assess, well, why do I have these feelings when people say these things to me or do these things? And I realized it was coming from within me, right? So right. until I started to value myself in the in the state of being right so i didn't have to be working for x amount of dollars anymore i'm now living a truer life to me and that's okay Mm -hmm. right so it was only until i was able to make that shift within myself that the people around me started to change right so always look at the people around you as well because they're the ones that hold the key to your healing or to your growth yeah yeah that is that is true the people around you your environment um, you know, critical, critical, you know, um, sure. critical. Yeah. And you have to know, I always like the analogy of like, you come back to plants. Um, mm-hmm. If it is you growing a cactus and if it is you growing a sunflower um, or you're growing dasheen, right? Mm-hmm. They all have specific requirements, right? Yeah. The dasheen mm-hmm. can't grow where the cactus growing. So right. if, if it is, you have to know you. If you tune into who you are and you know right. who your true self is. Um, and it's we, we're on a journey of becoming, all right? Maybe coming back to the wisdom that we already had about who ourselves are, but which got lost in all of the noise and all of the programming that we have exposed to. Right. But once it is we, we tune into that kind of thing, we're we on the right path, you mm-hmm. know? And we can say, well, okay, you know, maybe I'm a cactus kind of person. So really and truly, I can't really be in this dashing batch because, you know, I am going to die. <laughs> Simple, yeah. right? Yeah. Simple like that. So that, you know, well, okay, I'm dashing. So I need my kind of swampy conditions. And that's what I need. That's, that's me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is that nobody says that you have to be a certain thing all the time. Because mm. let's say, for instance, you, you're like a walking tree, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you may want to live on the coast like a coconut tree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you may want to be a, a mango tree and provide, you know, provide fruit for others uh, year-round. You know, you, you know, at the end of the day, nobody is tasked to figure out 
who you are other than you. Right. And that could be anything at any point in time, and there's no judgment for it. Absolutely mm-hmm. none. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's so important always how we talk to ourselves. Because I always say we are listening to how we talk to ourselves. Right. Yeah, and literally <laughs> it's almost a case where it's not only we are listening, but mm-hmm. you would find that people around you actually tell you back your thoughts. Right. Okay. If you really if you really stay present and and, and, and observe, mm-hmm. you would realize that people who trigger you the most are the ones that are telling you exactly what you tell yourself. Exactly. Right. <laughs> okay. So really your anger and your hurts and your tears, all of those things hold the key to really, I would say, deprogramming yourself to really um, figure out what's underneath all that. All right, Ria. I would like to thank you for a very, what should I say, diverse conversation we cover (laughs) agriculture to spirituality to to physical health to mental health um alignment i think we we covered everything on on the agenda and that's the point the point is everything is connected um and, and so you can't really pick up one end of the stick without without you know the other end of the stick is going to move also so you you have you have to be aware of of that kind of thing, you know. So thank you, thank you so much, Ria. In this episode, we looked at how having a contrite heart, that is, being willing to heal and see experiences which we usually paint as good or bad as being merely there to help us grow. Each person's journey is unique and having faith, trust and courage helps us to be true to ourselves. Please like, subscribe, share and comment on our podcast, Tune In To Yourself.